having a wonderful Tuesday morning, and welcome to Talking XP, where we just hang out and talk about a bunch of different things, games, like D&D, video games, stuff like that. Uh, I'm Johnny. Um, I've been a DM for over five years. I play with these guys here, and yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm Ryan, and I'm happy to be joining everybody else here to talk about all of our favorite things. Yep, and I'm Daniel. And I'm I'm Zach. I play D&D. I play all kinds of... Th- I've DM'd on and off. I'm just, just super happy to be here. Couldn't, couldn't be more excited. This is going to be terrible. I'm excited. No, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be a great disaster. It's going to be an experience. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be a great... Um, What's our first experience we're going to talk about? Well, our first experience is our scheduling. Um, (laughs) We're going to be doing these kind of podcasts every third Tuesday of each month. We're going to be releasing them. Um, More to follow, depending on... Look forward to it. ...whatever happens. Um, The first thing that we were going to be talking about is just anything recent that you guys noticed. I mean, I know specifically to D&D... Baldur's Gate 3 came out and that's been asterisk. interesting. Came yeah. out asterisk. Right, the early release. That's the, the early access release of it. How's that guys going for you? I haven't played it, but I know you guys have been way into it. Real quick before we go too deep. Who's the one who brought it in to the group and said, "Hey, there's this thing. We should check it out." Okay. Okay, well to be fair, I knew about Baldur's we Gate 3 coming it. out, but it's just, I didn't know that they were going to have the same-ish rules as D&D 5e, so that was where it was really like... I mean, you Ooh. can admit it, I didn't know it was a Dungeons & Dragons game until I actually, like, went to the Steam page. Well, it's let's just... be honest, like, let's, okay, like, don't be humble, you invented the game, you developed it yourself, you made it's it a one-man team of Daniel, he since, created Dungeons & Dragons and Baldur's since Gate. Since you brought it up. Yes. And he brought it to our humble computers. Thank you, Daniel. That being said, I am... You're welcome. That's all I need. Thank you so much that's, for this see, game I won't That's play. what I wanted. You're welcome. I am certainly enjoying it, and I know uh, I've definitely spent a lot of time in it with both Daniel and Johnny. Oh, yeah. Dude, what? You have, you have like, 50 hours or some shit like that. I have about 30... Yeah, we've we've just Holy been crap. Yeah, and then we've exploited a few things, like, where we can make, like, our own characters and have, like, all of the party be our characters instead of using their weird, awkward people that they have going on right now. It's yeah, I'm just, sure. Yeah. I'm sure those companions will definitely develop as the game I hope goes so, on. But oof. I mean, I don't think it's fair to review a game that's in progress. But right, right. now, is it something? Is it a recommend for you? Or well, it's like first impressions. You know, what are how are you okay. guys feeling about it? So first impression for sure. I mean, I saw the I saw the trailer of it a long time ago and i knew that mind flayers were going to be the first part of it so i heard the premise once i thought that was really cool right the the premise the premise of it is only in like the first it's the prologue of the 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 game yeah it's the prologue it's like the the quote-unquote tutorial of the game and then you go around you have problem is solved no kind of but not really it's like there's one aspect of it that isn't but it's Mm. also like it's always this daunting thing that you're trying to fix and there's like five someone different just, ways that you can do that. You keep in the back of your head. Right. And it's, there's Literally. like, <laughs> yeah, there's no, like, was very intentional. There's five <laughs> different ways that you can like solve this issue. And it's really interesting about like how 
it they made it look just like a D&D campaign, which is mm. what I like so much about it. Um another thing is just how f- ginormous the map is. Oh my god, like There's it takes so you so to long to traverse it. That's that's why I've spent so many hours into the game is there's nooks and crannies everywhere that you can really just cool. look like you could for. like you could just find a rock lift it and there's like five gold underneath and it's just like there's so much like random detail that you just don't yeah, see really through the first run yeah and you you have to go over it again and again yeah and also it depends well, and it's on only- if, I was gonna go say ahead. it depends if you even pass your perception check to notice some things that are slightly true <laughs> if true. you don't notice it then you won't notice it at all when playing yeah. through yeah well, they're only going to add more to this because no, they're exactly. always going to be adding to this game and right for however long. The right. What I think is lasts. hilarious is how much it sort of reveals uh, the game of Dungeons and Dragons when you're not having to focus on keeping track of all the things like your stats and spell slots. And That's things. a good point. Not only does it seem very straightforward, which I actually think is to its benefit because they get to put all of their time and effort into making a story that's right. super unique to whatever your experience is going to yeah. be. But like, there are some characters where I will tell you right now, I only hit one button uh, the entire time and it's really the only button I needed. And yeah. maybe that will diversify as the game goes on. Like, but it also made me realize that um, in Dungeons and Dragons, there are some characters where I'm just hitting the same button over and over again. Barbarians, we're looking at you. Sure. Rage you know, any hit. any of those That's kind it. of very Sounds like spellcasters. Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's that's definitely Sorcerers aren't in the game yet, but it certainly I was like, oh, I sure do cast Firebolt or Eldritch mm-hmm. Blast a lot. And miss a lot. Is there a- anything else I want to oh, do? Sh- oh shit. <laughs> no. No, like Well, no, okay, well, and then another it's thing. Not broke, don't fix it. Well, speaking of broke, uh, I I like wizards, and I played a wizard in Baldur's Gate 3. R.I.P. You can learn. So, first off, they give out spell scrolls like they're candy. It's crazy how many spell it's scrolls we have. so many, and... I you mean, yes, access. you can buy them as well, but you find or, so many of them. Or you can them. steal them. Or you that's can steal them, which that's a completely different discussion, and that's going to definitely be talked about in a little bit. But as a wizard, you can learn any spell if you have the spell scroll for it i'm talking you know cure wounds i'm talking revivify all of these cleric specific spells you can learn as a wizard which makes wizards fucking broken yeah that on top of arcane recovery dude like ridiculous i don't want to go you know too deep into this because we could probably talk about this all day but are there any features that now as a video game you think, even though it's like, okay, I get that they're trying to recreate Dungeons and Dragons as best they can in a video game. Are there some things that they should just remove? Like, for example, does it hurt the wizard by not allowing them to learn spells from scrolls and they only get to learn new spells when they level up? So, yes. And the reason why is because we have to prepare spells. And um, I, I believe in this game, too, that might increase the amount uh, for further levels, but currently in the game, even as level three, you can't get past I think six prepared spells in the game. So that might just be capping it off at that, anyways. In the game, whether right. or not they increase that, I don't know. But whereas sorcerer, bard, and uh, who else? The warlocks automatically get those spells that they have prepared. So you get all of the spells that you have in your arsenal ready to go. 
which there's another point to be made in um, in Baldur's Gate 3. You can prepare spells at any time outside of a outside of combat. So you don't have to wait until a long rest is done to prepare new spells. So that does kind of change it. I think I mean, I think that they should just stick with wizards being able to have wizard spells. And that's just it. Sorcerers aren't in the game yet. Warlocks are. But I mean, to be fair, warlocks and sorcerers, you have a limited number of spells that you can learn and you can only exchange Very those limited. spells. Yeah. At, so, I mean, as a sorcerer, as a oops, just say warlock, since that's what I've got currently in the game. Yeah. You get your two cantrips. Big fan. You get two um, first level spells and then you get a second level spell. That is it. You have yeah. you have five spells active. You're right. I don't have to prepare them, but you're capped out. If you were able to, as a wizard, no more spells. And then let's say every time you do go back to camp, you can just prepare new spells. Does it hurt by removing that, you know, because it would just, you know, because is balance of the game more important than accuracy to Dungeons and Dragons? See, but I think that that's, that's where the, the balance comes from is that oh, take a wizards, wizards <laughs> can have so many spells in their spell book, but they can only have this many, you know, just a small amount of them prepared at one time. So it's like I'll have grease in my in my spell book and I'll have it ready maybe, but I need magic missile and I don't have that. I which would also argue that by having all these different spells that they can have access to, that's what sets them differently from the different classes. So you don't want to remove that because that's what makes them special in right. a lot of ways. I think that's a great answer. You also have to spend money every time that you learn them. So, I mean, realistically, unless you're... Ryan stealing from every single trader. <laughs> um, you don't have as much money as as you have spell scrolls, so you're never going to be able to have every single spell, you know, in your spell book, unless I you're do, just a crazy adventurer, level nineteen kind of. I thing. I do believe uh, in our last save game, we now have over eight thousand gold pieces. Ridiculous. I as a me maybe as just a gamer, I think that balance is a little bit more important than accuracy. So I would agree. In my perfect think- version of the game. I think that they should remove some of those things just because I think it just makes it uh, the game better. Are the you video saying, game specifically? Purposely. Are you saying the wizard's not able to learn any spell? Is that what you're saying? No, well, uh, yes, but okay. maybe just the scroll thing, just because See, the way that video games work is they do want to hand out scrolls. And I think that one use scrolls are a great tool in video games and yeah. that those are more important to have than the ability for a character to suddenly amass an entire spell book in a couple hours. See, yeah. my, my counterpoint to that is the, the issue in balance is not that the wizard can learn every spell, uh, except for the cure wounds and... and cure wounds and, is ridiculous. Yeah. So so the spells that should not be on the list, yes, shouldn't be added to the character's spell book. But as Johnny was saying, you can only have so many prepared, number one. Uh, but anyways, the other way to fix that would be just reducing the amount of spell scrolls that are given out. That would yeah. help balance the game in that sense, you shouldn't be able to find them from every trader, basically. Every which- trader, every spellcaster, um, and there's a lot of spellcasters. There's like there's a point where you you attack goblins in this. Like there's a whole goblin arc that you go, and there's at one point. Okay, so when you first meet them, there's one shaman has two spell scrolls on them. You go to a city or a little rundown village that they've taken over. There's two shamans two spell scrolls on each of them. So it's like, I get that they might have some sort of access to spell scrolls, but like two on each for all three of them, that's six. And if you have different ones for each of them 
and you're stealing from all the traders. Right, right, yeah. Or just like bought them, or bought Uh, them. Doubt, doubt. Spell spell scrolls are pretty expensive. I mean, unless you steal them. (laughs) I don't know. I think it sounds like fun. I think it's cool that they like bend the rules for this video game, and I think it's cool to make some busted ass super character. Yes, it's always fun to make some. (laughs) crazy uh, powerful characters of I, I would exactly. also argue the other fun. balance issue that outside the podcast has been brought up about stealing back your money from the trader and how maybe that should or should not be a thing i i'm totally in agreement that it, it should be uh there are consequences if you do get caught stealing however um what i do agree with is perhaps after the first time they are a lot more alert to the mm. second try that's, and the DC I th- increases. I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily increases, but I'd say you'd have disadvantage because they're mm. aware. Because yeah. obviously their perception is not going to increase, and the only other way around it would be that maybe they they hire on a guard that mm. stands watching them. That would prevent you from being able to pickpocket in general because you right. can't pickpocket when there's when, a line yeah. of sight on you. It just does not let you. Yeah. So because you have to crouch in order to do that, and anytime correct. somebody has a line of sight on you when you're in bright light and not dim or dark light, you automatically get out of that stealth. And so then you're not able to pickpocket, but yeah, I think that, I think that it'll be, it'll be really nice to see how the game develops. I mean, they said that it's only going to be, it's going to be coming out in like a year, like the actual, like Mm -hmm. real game is going to be coming out in a year. And that's if they don't have any pushbacks or anything like that from all of the feedback that they're getting, you know, I mean, we all know about cyberpunk, Oof, that's been pushed back a lot. But this I mean, we're like all stoked for it, though. We're all stoked for it, though. I mean, it's going to be. I was looking at um on Twitter. There was this gif of a guy just on the the uh, the sick ass looking bike, just <laughs> weaving through traffic. And I wa- I saw somebody uh, commenting like, "I've watched this gif way too many times." And I was like, <laughs> I finally noticed the comment. I was like, "Oh yeah, dude, same." <laughs> I was just mesmerized it. by it. Yeah. Anyways. It looks really, it looks really cool. Super in depth. And yeah, I, I'm super stoked about it. Um, so another thing that I was noticing more into the tabletop D and D rather, um, is Tasha's Cauldron. Tasha's Cauldron of Everything is a new source book that's going to be coming out, which I think is really interesting because there's a lot of rumors going around about ability score in, uh, increases for racial, um, races. So like with Orc, you have minus one intelligence, plus two to strength, and I think it's plus two to constitution or something like that. Sounds right. Whereas you can switch those around, or you can just take them away and then just do a base Oh, interesting. plus so like two a- to one and then plus one to another kind of thing, because that's kind of so- how every race is usually, is plus two to one and then plus one to another one. Mm-hmm. And so that's... What- Tasha's Cauldron of Everything is doing is they're going to make that so that races don't have that specific thing so that you don't have the human fighter, you don't have the half-elf bard, you don't have the high-elf wizard that have you know, all of these traits that are specific to those classes or like the Goliath Barbarian, you know sure. those that's, those things, so That's pretty cool to get away from that. Right. It makes sense because just in general, just being able to have roleplay options that are more suited to what you want to do. You, if you want to be an elf, you can be an elf now. Exactly. Well, and I also... Oh, yeah. go on. 
No, oh, I was just going to say that I think that even beyond just having the ability to roleplay the character that you have in your head, I think there's also a pretty powerful statement about how they're in hypothetically in the world that existed in D&D, especially with the way those bonuses played out, like what you were just saying, there were some classes that it only really made sense to play if you really wanted the best version mm-hmm. of certain races. I yeah. mean, just like, like so not every orc is going to be barbarian strong. Yeah, exactly. It's a, ca- it's a cast thing. system kind of thing, right? Sure. Where it's like, yeah, well, our orcs, you'd never have an orc wizard. Orcs, orcs can't be wizards. That's right. just not something that orcs do. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think so. that that was, that was a big thing that everybody was talking about on Twitter. Cause I remember when they first released like information about that, everybody was like, finally, because even in the human race, I mean, you have so many different skills that everybody has and when like with, you know, strength, my God, you have the mountain that can lift anything. And then you have, you know, someone like, like me that, mountains. yeah, like actual mountains. Yeah. But then you have people like me that like I can't lift nearly as much as him. Only like and, only like molehills. Right, you know, just small ones. Yeah. Well, well like, that's, yeah, just that's, the idea that in this fictional world that's created, you have to have a race of people that are big and dumb. Right. Mm-hmm. And that right. you have to have a race of people that are slim and fucking blonde hair and blue eyes <laughs> and snooty and are, like super charismatic and very intelligent. Yeah, of course. Um you know. Yeah, when you put it like that, it makes more sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's coming at it from like a role a role play standpoint. It's it, a, it the role play perspective. Gameplay. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool too. Because obviously, each of the races is still going to keep their their features. I imagine, right? You, yeah, you can't remove that from the right. race. But that's that's kind of cool that you can definitely separate that. I think that'll be a very good addition. I did see that they're changing some of the the phrasing around it though. Like, for example, orcs or half orcs won't necessarily just get advantage in intimidation because the idea that an orc is just fucking intimidating just because you happen to just see an orc person, you're like, oh, goddamn, right. I'm scared of that guy. I would be scared. Look right. at him. Uh, uh, so even, good old and, orc and, racism. Not, they're, they're still giving orcs, I can't remember what they said they were switching it to, if it was just going to be like, I don't know, if they were just going to make it a straight charisma thing or whatever. I, I imagine... But, it would probably be an option of one of the charisma abilities. You yeah, or, or yeah, they give the option of if persuasion. you want to do intimidation, you could do intimidation, or you could do deception or persuasion. Yeah. Just so yeah. that way you don't necessarily have to be just the big, mean-looking orc guy. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think that, that would, it would create a equal opportunity, I guess you can say, for all races to become any single class because it's basically a level playing field now. Where, yeah. I mean, like, humans are the the epitome of level playing field where you get one in everything or the f- the variant where you get one in one and then a feat, which is broken in my opinion. But anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, it opens up that, that, you know, it just creates so much more opp- opportunities for interesting characters sure. rather than just the usual. But it also lets you know you don't have to cross the street just because an orc happens to be walking your way. He might be right. a nice guy. Right. Don't, don't be know. racist. Yeah, yeah, depending he might on have the world. tattoos, you don't know. Don't be racist. You depending. can't judge somebody just because of what race they are. I mean, That's depending, all I'm saying. It's de- very de- simple. Depending on what your DM's set up, because, you know, there are certain situations where, like, they're, sure. you know, well, we, yeah. live in a, we, we play in a world now where orcs have been attacking everybody well, and, we kill them yeah, on I'm site. Yeah, right. I'm not going to judge J.R.R. Tolkien for having created orcs There's and one. these terrible bad That's guys. That's another one right? that comes to mind. Yeah. Sometimes well, orcs are the bad them, guys. Right? He invented the orc. I believe he did, yeah. 
something. I I know that. I, I believe mean, so. God, those those books were written so long ago. I, it's not. I just want to make sure that I'm not saying something. Yeah, Johnny yeah, hates yeah. anything False. over 20 years old. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. He won't have anything to do with it. Yeah, they're good books, but worth checking yeah, out. No, J.R.R. Tolkien, man, like yeah, dude's what old. A brilliant man. Just so <laughs> long ago, too. It was. It's insane. Wasn't it in the 19. 19- 20s 1950s somewhere somewhere in that window i don't remember what Some, somewhere in the old times somewhere in the the times where it was like get d- damn well i mean he was he took a lot of it from inspiration from world war 1 so it was at least 1914 uh, mm, to 20, yeah. 1920 hey, just so you know i just want to make sure i didn't just share this that is not true that is a piece of fun fact trivia that i've heard multiple times i have I've just now learned is not true. So well, thank you for he didn't tell, you tell people that J.R.R. Tolkien invented orcs because he All right. did. Well, Who did? Do you know? Did, do you have that? I'd say. It just said it's, you know, it's just like an evil villain from mythology. Just cool. like how you okay. can claim that one person invented Hercules. Gotcha, gotcha. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, so he, all right. there's that. That's set and don't tell your friends that he made it. Cool. Yep, there you go. Um, Right on. Well, uh, now that we got... I mean, does anybody else have any recent news in any games or anything like that? You guys, you guys check out Hades. Anybody on God, that? Shit? I heard about that. Yeah, I heard that I'm everybody's just addicted to it, oh, but I, I haven't played it yet. Oh man, Hades is the best shit, which is not surprising. It comes from Supergiant, who are like one of the best right, I heard that video game good. companies, in my opinion. They've Bastion, made Transistor and Pyre. Um, are there Bastion, Transistor, yeah. Pyre, and Hades, which are all, in my opinion. 10 out of 10 banger masterpieces. Yeah. Everybody I still remember listening. playing Bastion for the first time. Yeah. Stop yeah. what you're doing and go play all four of them because they're all legitimately great. I haven't played the other two. I will say I've only other played Bastion and Hades. Hey. To me, those are the two that you are heard most on on it. Speed, Stop what you're doing awesome. and go play them Stop right this now. podcast. Go just, play them. Just Everyone should genuinely get out. play Bastion. Like, it's very quick and it's it epic. Is. It's all great. And like the other two, Pyre... Pyre's like weird fantasy basketball, but it, it works. It's really, really good, I promise. They're all fantastic. Um, yeah. Hades is the newest in this line. It's the first roguelike, which Can is Can you cool. guess what it's about? You know, if I had to guess... It's about the stock market. Now, I might... Oh, see, I was going to say Hades, uh, see, but I guess... You're I'm, probably not too far off, though, That was a joke from the folks at home. Also, it's it's the place Hades, not necessarily the person Hades. The person Hades is also in it. It's also there. But it's called Hades because it takes it place means, in Hades. Yeah, the location Hades. Hades is another world, word for the underworld. Interesting. Um, and it's a roguelike. It's about Hades' son, Zagreus, who I did not know existed until playing this game. And he's Has just he always to, existed, or did they just make yeah, him up? I believe he's a very, like, very minor, super very obscure. minor character in mm-hmm. Greek mythology, but is... That you can find him but on one of those person. tablets does exist. or whatever. Right on. And he's right he's on. trying to bust out of hell. And it's fucking great. I'm Dude, it so I, much. I've heard everybody has been just saying that they're addicted to it. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's staying up all night and then being like, pretty much. Okay, one more game. One more. Let's okay, see. one more round. I have only played it twice, but let's see how many hours I have on Steam. I've only actually I, booted like, the game up. Twice. I prob- I've probably put twenty five or thirty hours into it, and it's and cheap too. It's like twenty five, like twenty six. Yeah, they all it's are. Like, okay, yeah. I've only played two point one hours, so I guess it's okay. not as much as I well, thought. You're not but even hey. a real fan. Not a I real guess it was because I got further in the game than I expected when yeah. I played. Yeah. 
And they're Dude, they're all just... like that. Again, they're all all four games by Supergiant are masterpieces, and they're all like twenty bucks. Go right on. I can't so get your copy now. I cannot yell about them enough. They are yeah. all talking XP sponsored by Supergiant. <laughs> sponsored by. Honestly, yeah. did we did we ever but, say the hey, name so, of our but, show? But Is seriously, he did. Like, like, he did. If, if Supergiant wants to get into talks, just let us know. All right. So, anyways, moving on. I'm like um, your biggest fan. Please. <laughs> anyway, game is banging. Yeah. Um, highly recommend. Not much else to say about it. It's just, just like, not only is it super good, like, in the vein of, like, super giant games, it's also just a really well-made roguelike. Um, I don't know how, well, like, I play quite a bit of them. I don't know if you guys are into those super. Me, yeah. I am. Yeah. I, I am like, as well. Yeah. I honestly I have no the, idea what roguelike means, and I was not going to say It just kind of means, like, now. Uh, it's it okay. is confusing. It's a, it's a safe place. It just means that like you you do runs where like you start the game, and if you die, you start from the beginning. And I think it's, and it you, comes from some game that originally was called Rogue. It was interesting. And it first like introduced this concept, and like usually they're like uh, procedurally generated levels, so like things are slightly different every yeah. time. Um, you you, you, get, so you restart your like so inventory then, usually with every yeah. run, but you you have some kind of progression system either in a level up or things you I unlock see. through. So yeah. then you can get even further into the run exactly because of the you, fact you that do a little better every time because you'll have better stats. I see for some of them, not every, not yeah. all of them have that. Okay, that makes sense. It's also yeah, you got to be careful fun. though because there's two. There's a rogue like genre, which is what this is, mm-hmm. and there's also the rogue light genre, which is a whole different thing. All right, so we're not even going to get into that. I think we're you, just... I think it, I mean, we can get into it real easy. You got it backwards because roguelite is the one that gives you progression. Roguelike is where you start completely over. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I believe. That was a lot Could be wrong, but I'm pretty, yeah, it's, it's really not that hard. <laughs> it's one of, that's um, one of my favorite weird, like super specific video game mm-hmm. terminology things. It's a niche uh, genre. Hades is great. Check it out. That's basically all I've been doing forever. Cool. Anything else about recent news or anything? Uh, well, not necessarily recent news. Uh, but there's been some movies that I've I've been watching every now and then. One of which was uh, Mazes and Monsters. Have any of you guys heard of that movie? I've never heard of it. It's a movie? What the hell? Is so it? Where, it's where a is it? it's one of Tom Hanks's earliest movies. It's oh, from Hanks. 1982. And okay. really? it, was a, it was a made-for-TV movie, and uh, it's about Tom Hanks, who is this this college kid, probably 21, 22-ish age, um, and... Oh, weird, he, I'm looking at the poster right now. He has some kind of mental illness of some kind that you kind of find out throughout the film, um, and it, it's, it, it's all based on his brother who ran away when he was uh, a teenager or whatever. So he has kind of like abandonment issues of okay. some kind. And basically, anyways, the point is he he's completely addicted to basically Dungeons and Dragons, except it's called Mazes and Monsters in this world. Of course. Legally distinct. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and uh, basically, uh, he gets transferred from the college that he was going to into this new college that he, he hasn't been to ever. Um, because he he got kicked out of his last school because he was too obsessed with the game and he he just got pulled out of school he failed out of his classes or whatever <laughs> so 
So then they, now they listen him. here, Tommy. You can't be playing those mazes and ma monsters anymore. You're going so, to a different school. That's gonna fix it. You didn't so, tell me they made a movie about you, Johnny. Yeah, they did actually. <laughs> so, so basically, he goes to this new school, right? And um, you actually you start out the movie with uh, the group of characters in which he actually starts playing Dungeons and Dragons with again. Uh, um, mazes so and monsters. Mazes Please. and monsters. God. And uh, Wizards of the Coast will sue the shit out of us. <laughs> They're looking for um, a fourth player, and they put up message boards. Tom Hanks' character sees the message board. He, you know, he's reluctantly trying to avoid it. He doesn't want anything to do with it because he failed out of school. He's trying to start new. They talk him into it after, like, lots of peer pressure, and they start playing the game. And then uh, one of the other kids he plays with also has, like, some suicidal-type tendencies and so oh, shit he, okay out of out of depression or whatever he during one of their sessions decides to uh jump into a pile of treasure head first just to get it and of course it's a trap and he ends up dying his character does of course right right and after that he kind of like got upset and kind of angry about the game and so he wanted to reinvent it for themselves and play it like larping style and so okay. they they found this cave that's pretty close to the school that they're all attending and this cave is like supposed to be a really dangerous and people have gone missing in it whatever and so it's forbidden for students to go in it they'll be expelled for whatever uh, yeah. reason and uh, they decide to do real life D and D in there right right um and, and this 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 guy that 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 died, his character died jumping into this treasure and trapped. He's the one, quote he, unquote, DMing it. Yes, correct. Okay. What could possibly so, go wrong? Yeah, so, no, of course not. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna be totally fine. So they're all having they're all having a good time. They're all doing it. They all get split up in this maze of a cave. Um, Always and good, Tom Hanks' like character the title of the movie. Tom Hanks. <sighs> Tom Hanks's character. Uh, as the DM is, you know, calling out the scene around him and or whatever, it's like, oh, you see a monster approaching you. Tom Hanks's character actually starts seeing it, and so he starts like losing grip on reality, thinking that he's actually his character. And right. his god, his god is named after his brother as well. So he, he's like making yes. some kind of weird mental thing going on. And then it, he, after that night, he didn't disassociate from his character at all. Oh and, no! And so. The other people didn't really... They thought he was just having a good time and just playing around. But then he ends up going missing. And they... you know that, That's basically... That's only halfway through the movie. Holy the last crap. half of the movie is him trying to find out where he went. Of course, he went to New York. So it's like Jumanji, but sad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds about it's, right, yeah. It's incredibly sad. Sad Jumanji. And, and of course... Like D&D. The, the way it ends... Oh, oh, like Okay, so like when they're trying to investigate, like they bring the detectives in and they're trying to figure out what happened to him. They, the way they treat the game is as if it's something like, oh, it's like drugs, like oh, satanic. You got, yeah, you, you got you got mazes and monsters, did you? Spoilers for mazes and monsters, by the way. Were were you were you all playing with them? It's like, oh no, no, we weren't playing at all. Oh no. my god! So got it. they treated it like that, and by the yeah. end of the movie, this is how you really cement in their their viewpoint of the game is because eventually they found him. And it, it does a f immediate flash forward. Oh, number one, they find him on top of the World Trade Center. Uh, oh, about okay. to, nice. About to jump off and oh, join his cool. brother. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So they stop him, and then it does a flash forward six months. Uh, 
saying like, oh, yeah, he's doing really good now as they're all driving in the car together without Tom Hanks. Like, yeah, he's doing really great now. He's doing a lot better. Uh, and they get to his, Tom Hanks's family's home, and they, they find him just sitting on the edge of, like, their lake on their, some lakeside property. And he's dressed in all white. He's like, and he greets them in his character. And yeah. you think, like, oh, man, he's just... He's right back in there. He, he's, he's just joking around. Nope. And they end the movie saying... And we never played the game again. Oh, <laughs> essentially, I, I don't remember exactly the phrasing, but that was essentially the the direction of the movie. What so, a roller coaster! I I thought it was going to go in a completely different direction. Oh, they were going to the cave, and I thought they were going to like he the guy that was like died was going to set up traps, like actual traps, and that was what it was going to be. I thought this was going to go like full isekai. Like, I thought they were going way, into actual D and D land. Way no, sadder. It, it is super sad. If you guys, this is a little off topic, but if you guys ever want to watch or, or read something that's D&D related that's through a different medium, there's this excellent play, which is sort of similar, it seems like, in concept to this um, Mazes and Monsters thing. A little bit, in that it's Dungeons and Dragons and a character kind of sort of pseudo-enters the world, and it's very sad, um, Great. called she Kills, she Kills Monsters. She um, Kills Monsters. And it was a play. Uh, it was produced in 2011 um, in New York City, and it's oh. since been produced kind of all over the country. I saw a version of it in just outside of Denver at the Aurora Fox Theater, and it is awesome. Um, Dungeons and Dragons good. themed. Why are all um, these Dungeons but, and Dragons themed media sad? So the, the premise is basically <laughs> that there was this, there's this f- the, the f- female protagonist who wh- whose family died in a tragic car accident, and she happens to have found some of her sister's old stuff. And in there is a, like a module, like an adventure for Dungeons mm. and Dragons. Hmm. So she decides to play through it. Um, because it. she was never really like so close she's to her using sister. it as like a coping mechanism kind of thing. Yeah, yeah and it's something she That's discovers. I think if I remember the play correctly, her family has died in a car crash. Like it's been there's been some amount of time has passed, and then Got she it. has come back and discovered some of this stuff, and then she kind of goes on this adventure and like connects with her sister. Yeah, uh, going through it very good. Anyway, very off topic, but your I, yeah. mazes and monsters well, I mean, thing made me think topic. about it. I would say uh, there's a good chance that they're linked, possibly because. Maze of the Monsters, after looking into it, is based on a r- true life thing-ish. Interesting. It, it's obviously loosely based, I believe, right, sure. but it is based on a real thing that... Inspired by a, a true story. A, a kid yeah. went missing while playing D&D or something uh, in, I think, <laughs> 1979. I, I don't know the date, story but... Behind it. The, but yeah, they're definitely monopolizing on that, that oh, true yeah. story. I don't know okay. if the person died or not, Uh I think right. they did die. I hear, I hear they're still in their character to this day. Some say, some say he's still in there. They never found him. A couple <laughs> questions. I have, I have a question for each of you. So, Ryan, was it good? It, like, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Sounds like it could go either way. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. No, it doesn't hit, mean it's good. They they definitely hit on some pretty heavy themes. I was very surprised by. Okay, yeah, let me uh, like let me it. let me rephrase it. Is it worth watching? There's a good question. It's got bad reviews. Ooh. <laughs> for for the sake of it, I think if you have nothing else to do, sure. But I wouldn't so no. I wouldn't say go out of your way. <laughs> okay. I, I got through halfway bored. through the movie before he even went missing, and I thought the movie was almost over. 
if it just happened to be on your TV in 1982, you might as well watch it. But other than that, don't. Is there anybody else who's famous who's in it? Uh, not not to me. Uh, I guess it is kind say. of a novelty for like Tom Hanks fans. I guess there's that. It's it's a good performance. One of the actors is familiar to me, and I don't know why. I just found I pulled it up. Mm. Ah. <laughs> Uh, nominated for a Tony for playing Anne Frank and Anne Frank. Uh, I don't know how I knew that, but I, I, I must have, in my research, I must have yeah. separate research. Yeah. Okay, so my other question for Daniel on She Kills Monsters, it was yeah. called, is yeah. that do you know if there's any, like, recording of this online anywhere for us to enjoy in the modern age? Especially where plays are not COVID. really an option. Yeah, yeah. so in pandemic times... I was going to dance times, around it, but yeah. <laughs> in pandemic times, Maybe. Um, this is way too complicated to go into on a podcast, but there's lots of reasons why a stage play may or may not be visible, able for you to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a reason why there aren't a lot of filmed versions of stage plays that are just accessible that aren't through like, you know, PBS or, um, you know, something like that. I have Uh, this problem with musicals a lot. So yeah, honestly, it's probably one of the things you just got to wait to see in person. Mm. Mm -hmm. If it makes it through the pandemic. I was just wondering, like, if you knew off the top of your head if it, it existed. Right. I, off the top of my head, no. Oh, and Zach, to answer your question from before as to why Dungeons and Dragons styled movies and plays are about, um, you know, why losers, they're always sad. It's because we are losers. Well, at least That's, we embrace it. Yeah, of I course. It's, um, only, it's only sad when you look in. Like, when you're in it, you feel great, but, like, on the right. outside looking in, it may come across as sad. Oh, yeah. No, and I, that's even I, like like looking at, you know, rival D&D parties. You're like, oh, look at those losers. Right. Of course. And I think that, you know, oh, man, I think that the, the media actually like to actually get to a serious note here. I think the media has definitely changed a lot, too. I was on a serious note. Oh, no, you're right. Sorry. Not to downplay Come on. That was hurtful. Go on. But, but I think the media has actually changed quite a lot into, yeah. you know, how, you know, perspectives of D&D and, mm-hmm. and people to play. Well, I agree. I think, I think D&D over the years has become like a more mainstream acceptable thing. It's just kind of like instead of that niche thing all the nerds play in their basement, it's just a hobby, you yeah. know? It's just something people While can do in their free time. Also having those nerds. That are playing well, I mean, it's a hobby basement. you play in your basement. It does but it's help like, it was on Stranger Things. That True. too. That that was one of the biggest things. And then yeah. also D&D 5e was one mm-hmm. of the... It's... it's Like once, it's I think, newer and modern, be, more modern versions will help well, it, the, it, the masses 5e was, come to it. 5e was renowned to be like the easiest to get into for, mm-hmm. for D&D. So it was like you can get one book, the player's handbook, read through the rules, and you could just play. Yeah. You don't need the monster manual. You can come up with them on your own. You don't need to have the dungeon master's guide, which I think honestly is you don't really need all of the information in there anyways. It's just, you kind of read that on Reddit and shit like that anyways. But anyways, you get one book and you can play. It helps that there are lots of sexy men who like to play Dungeons and Dragons now too. Like yeah, Joe like Manginello. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And, and he's uh, open about it. He has his own company called death saves. Yeah. That like he sells. I like, mean, have you seen like, a, really... a walkthrough of his Dungeons and Dragons like Dude. dungeon? It's awesome. 
It's sick. I'd love to he get He has there. like an actual dragon head. The chance of me ever ugh. getting there is a big fat fucking zero, but zero. it's absolutely a dream. Yeah, that's a dream that for and Vin sure. Diesel. Was... I'd love to play some D&D with Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel would be sweet. Um, they did a, like a, oh, maze. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's like a, like a sweepstakes giveaway kind of thing. And you, you give in like $10 and you get a certain amount of, you know, tickets, I guess you can say. Um, and one of them was Joe Man Manganiello. God, I always mess up his last name. I said Manganiello. Um, that might not be right. Manganiello, whatever. Um, he was he was doing one where like you could go to his place and play D and D with him and others. You know, damn sure that I put <laughs> some money in there. I was like. I know I'm not going to win, but like, was that like a like, raffle? But like, yeah, like basically a okay. raffle. But I was like, I, I know I'm not going to win, but like Worth on the, the chance. off chance it's, that I might. It's a raffle where the money goes to charity. Of, oh, that's right. Cool. Yeah, charity. Right. Sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of D&D, &D, we can do our little thing called One Minute One Shot, where oh, uh, yeah. Zach this is a little, here. There's a little segment I cooked up where I present a, just a, you know, a small situation, a small problem. And you have to come up with a solution to get out of it or or die, possibly. It, it all depends on your smarts, really. Um, so, you know, for our first episode, I just kind of wanted to lowball it. Gave a real simple one. I'm going to keep it nice and open for you guys. So, here we go with the first one shot. So, you are you're walking down a tunnel. with a, And you've been walking with a party. And you've been walking down this tunnel for like... A mile like is super super long and it's just narrow like you know walls on either side no forks or anything what are the walls made of stone okay it's all stone could be is like you know Car like carved like carved or rough uh carved okay cool yeah and your rogue has been checking for traps along the way and he insists he is 100% dead sure no traps anywhere and you believe him of course. Until you hit that pressure plate, the boulder comes from the ceiling. Oh shit! And is rolling at you. What oh, do you do? God. Like behind us? No, in front of you. In front of me. Okay. And you're kind of on like a maybe like a twenty degree slant, so it's rolling down. Did you say what my character was? You. No. Okay. Okay, so and start with Johnny. What do you want to do? So just to clarify, this boulder is the same exact size of the tunnel. Yeah. And we've been doing it for. Oof. Uh, I think, I mean, in this case, the only thing that you can really do is just brace for impact with all of the party. I mean, that's what I would end up doing is just You're gonna you, can't, try. you can't you can't run back. I mean, I guess what you could do, too, is like check like, for well, check for a secret secret door real quick i'll like say the rogue because rogues are never strong anyways tell mm -hmm. the rogue to go check for a secret door somewhere because it's a pressure point oh, so this must be. like this rogue like fucked up the, the trap yeah, check like, the pretty bad <laughs> but like i mean I've, and then immediately i'd try and okay, either so you, get crushed you, or just so you push you're gonna you're gonna try and brace and like yeah unstoppable yeah. object versus immovable you know yep. okay all right yep I'm going to run up as much as I can so I can stop the uh, get a momentum, running start, get a running start and then train. But yeah, okay. I mean, like, God, I don't know. It's going to be tough as a gnome, but 
you know, points oh for trying. God. Okay, so we're a gnome. No, you didn't specify, so I'm just assuming that... No, I'm a, I'm a Goliath. Okay, well, there you go. Okay, yeah. so you're, you're a Goliath, you're gonna try and... I'll be the barbarian. You're gonna try and out-boulder the boulder. You know it. Stop it. Alright, I like it. I'm the guy from Avatar. The boulder! The boulder. He's gonna stop <laughs> the boulder! I don't hate it. Daniel, what do you got? I mean, it's a good answer, but it's, it's definitely not the best answer. Okay? Mm -mm. So let me tell you to that. what you should do. Hmm. So let me just start off by saying I'm definitely at least like a level 10 uh, uh, druid, okay? Okay. Because, you know, you're in this hallway. There's only two options. You go around the boulder, you go through the boulder. You're in mm -hmm. a tunnel. There's no way to go around it. So we're going fucking through, baby. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to wild shape yourself into an earth elemental. Interesting. Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, now I know what you're probably thinking. You're probably thinking, okay, great. You're just going to like put your arms out and you're just going to stop the boulder right there. No, that's what Johnny Silly goose. Absolutely not. Uh, what you're going to do is you're going to have your, your, your party get like right up next to you. Um, and as the boulder like rolls right on top of you, you're just going to, you're just going to punch a nice little tunnel right through. And then you're going to get, like, basically, you're just going to punch out this little tunnel. Your party's going to walk right through right on your little heels. And then that boulder's mm. going to, you know, roll on back behind. And you're going to be just a-okay. Like me holding on to the legs, kitty style. How much How much blunt damage does he take from the... Hang on, so let me... No, no, no blunt damage because I'm tunneling straight through the boulder. So that nothing's sure. hitting me. But, mm. like, as... Wait, okay, so you're... I get that. Yeah. You know what? Let's hear Ryan. Well, Ryan, that was pretty... All right, good answer. Ryan, what do you got? How will you... I, I, I don't think that you would be able to, you, you might be able to, I don't think an earth elemental can phase through, I mean, I, actually, I think it can, I can phase yeah. through it, but you can't phase other people through it with you. That's why we're talking. Right. Um, yeah. That's, <laughs> but I, you're assuming you're able to punch through it. So here's my thing. So the goal would be to save not just yourself, but mm -hmm. everybody else. Right. I have, I have different ideas for all the different things. If I want to just get around it just by myself and not worry about fucking everybody else, Misty Step. Just fucking Misty Step mm. right through it. Good call. Mm. Good if, call. if I don't care about the rest of my party. If I want to help the rest of my party... Uh, that's the real trick. Depending, depending mm. on uh, the level of the party, high enough level, just do a plane shift and mm. just come straight back. Just teleport out of there. Or, yeah. or, or, or something to make you guys all ethereal. Or, uh, mm. yeah, or banish yourselves. Just banish. <laughs> like, just so point got, the finger so you, at yourself and say you are banished, and then pff, just gone. Or, or, or heck, you banish, banish your, your your teammates, and then misty step yourself, and then just hey. have them come back. Is go. that what you're going? Is that your final answer? Uh, I you got I, a lot of options here. There, Which there's a lot of options. I would say uh, planar shift and go to the ethereal plane and come back. All right. Cool. You know, I, like I think I think you probably come out pretty unscathed with that. I don't mm. see any way that's not going to solve your problem. Johnny, I like where you're coming from. I love out-rocking this rock. I think you're going to take a hit. Yeah. I think you're going to be damaged. I also feel like you're kind of stuck in this tunnel mm. without anywhere to go, but mm. you're all alive, so that's cool. That's a good, good point. I, I would like yeah. to pitch one other idea for you. Okay, well, hang on. Let me tell you why you're. I, why I have problems with your, your first idea. Okay. So... <laughs> So you Here's why your idea is shit. <laughs> I didn't say it was shit. I like where he's going, okay. but I have an I have an issue. Okay. So you're going to tunnel through this boulder. Yeah. And a, a, like supposedly the rest of the party will go through this tunnel after you. With me. With you. Yeah. How does how does the 
party go through the tunnel if the boulder's rolling as you're digging it with That's, the tunnel yes. moving orientation? Look, you are 100% right. And that is why you'll, you'll remember if we play the audio back. I said specifically they were going to be right on top of me. Mm. So, so that, you're going to like you're going to piggyback did. your whole party and then See, pretty much. And and yeah. what's going to happen right, is sure. just like uh oh, what was that movie? Kung Fu oh. Panda. No, not Hustle. Kung Fu Panda. No, not Hustle. It was the Kung weird Pao. one. Kung Pao. That's what it was. Great where, flick. Where he like punches into the torso and it's just yeah, like, a, like a straight circle falls mm-hmm. out of yes. his torso. Yeah, that's what's going to happen to the right. boulder, right? I, I get yes. that. But imagine <laughs> that guy from Kung Pao was doing flips. Right. And right. then you tried to jump through jump his through. chest hole. Mm-hmm. That's so, where the okay. problem is. Here's he's going to be at least other, eight deck saves. Here's, right, my, here's my, hear other, other. my other idea. Okay. I have another character. She's a a, a, a graviturgy mage, okay? Sure. okay, and she's a very attractive woman. So she happens her party just happens to be her and four orc barbarians. So, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, she just has like this horror of men who follow her hey, wherever right. she goes. Well, right. Of course, there's at least one rogue in this party. We established that. That's the right. Only yes. Thing I okay. Established. You're right. Three. Sorry. Three barbarians. Orcs and, one and one very orc, strong rogue. <laughs> one really weird orc rogue. Okay. Sure. It's okay. it's a hell of a fucking party. Sure. And so me as the sexy graviturgy mage, I'm gonna have the damage, and then I'm gonna have my three strong boys, just just push it all the way back up. Just push it back. Yeah. With the, the yeah, I'm gonna have the have the weight. I'm just going to have my harem of strong orc men. The adjust uh, density yeah. thing. That yeah. thing it, is, dude, right that back. thing is so thing is good. So busted. So good. It. And it's you can really, do it really anytime you want. It's yeah. so good. All right. Yeah, I was just no, taking I, a look at the other spells also for Graviturgy Mages. They're really strong. They're really, yeah. I have I have one they more thought. a lot of cool shit. Okay. Okay. Daniel, real quick. Yes. Flawless plan. I can't see anything wrong. Thank like, you. Yeah. <laughs> you make it all the way through. You win the game. Go ahead, Ryan. Last, last thought. Um as a wizard mm-hmm. or warlock or, or sorcerer casting shatter in mm, the center shatter the boulder in the center that would, that would look rad as hell yeah i like that just like ninth level Simple. shatter just mm-hmm. <laughs> heck yeah that'd be sick Sim- sometimes simplest way is best right yeah, yeah blow it up right on well, all right nice work all right with one minute one shot done we can bring it to our topics that we topics. wanted to get to which has the theme of starting thanks to us starting this podcast here. So it's all uh, about the, beginnings today. Of course. The first thing that I was thinking of is what is one thing that you all wish that you had known when you first started playing D and D or some other type of tabletop game. Mm. And I mean, for me as a DM, cause I'm pretty much always been a DM ever since I started, I've played a handful of times, but um, one thing that I really wish that I knew was it, it's, it's okay to use D and D modules as, you know, inspiration slash even just using them straight until you become more comfortable with world building. Mm-hmm. If that's your goal. Cause for me, I was really trying to do, be the one that made the really cool world that, you know, everybody liked and I wanted to be, you know, a great yeah. writer and, but like, I, I what ended up happening you wanted to make your epic on the first try exactly and it's not gonna happen that way it never does you you never see that happen even even though like shit like that all the time right you see like movies of people doing this montage of them being like the best 
mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen. And so sure. what ended up happening is I tried writing my thing without looking at anything else, tried to write it, make my world, and then it ended up being this half-baked campaign kind of a hodgepodge where it really was because I had one map and then I wasn't happy with it. So I changed it. And then you guys were like, where is everything? What's mm-hmm. happening? And then I had like a dwarf war at one point. And then I was like, nah, never mind. And I just never talked about it again. And then you guys were like, what happened? And I was like, yeah, we don't talk about that. I remember one point we met a dwarf and I was like, aren't we supposed to? And you're like, no, no, just <laughs> nope. And then you're like, okay, cool. Okay. And that's just how it went. Yep. But like, but you guys suffered from that because I don't think anybody remembers the beginning of our campaign because I it was sure so, well, yeah because you came in like way later. That's but, a funny joke. But like nobody understood the campaign because they were. I like, would like to say like I think what happened. Well, because I think I don't I think Ryan came in later too. He came in at around like level four. Or yeah, five. So there was a bit yeah. in there. So like I was there from the beginning. I remember all those parts. But mm-hmm. that, but I forget that they're all from the same campaign. Mm-hmm. I have to be like, wait, oh yeah, like we did. Well, we definitely split you know. it up too, because it was like it was it was my campaign. And then I kind of burned out because, as you would do when you oh, try yeah. and make everything oh, in the world, and it just God. I was like, oh yeah, we did thing. that, we did that, we did that, right? And like, and then so I've, I burned out. I told you guys, and then you guys were like, cool, yeah, we're kind of burnt out too because we don't know what's happening, mm-hmm. and then. We ended up going with Ryan's little Star Wars thing, and then we did that thing, and then we went back to mine, and then we had like a hiatus or something like that, and then we kept going. So often happens. But yeah, so back to the question. What is one thing that you guys wish that you had known when you had first started playing? I wish I had known like just how heavy the role playing aspect is. Mm-hmm. Like when I started, I thought it was just going to be, you know, like a video game, just like, okay, right. kill the monster, get out of there. But really, you know, I wish I'd known more about like, it's about like community, like storytelling. And like, mm-hmm. it's much more interesting to play a character that's like different than yourself. And mm-hmm. like isn't perfect at everything. Cause I tried to make like the best sword swinger, who right. was a like a brick wall to talk to? You yeah, know? and I wish like I knew I got better at it, but like making an interesting character. Yeah, I think my biggest one was something that I probably had, I had definitely already figured out by the time I joined your guys's party, and part of the reason why Ryan invited me to your party in the first place, which was that I must have tried to play Dungeons and Dragons like three times before it actually ended up sticking because I didn't Mm -hmm. realize how important it was to have not just a group of people that I want to hang out with approximately once a week, but having a committed group of people that I want to hang out with once a week. That collectively wanted to hang out once a week. Every single, almost every person I can think of that I've tried to play Dungeons & Dragons with at the time when I was trying to play with them was a good friend of mine and I genuinely did want to, to play with them. However, they were not in in the same way that I was which yeah. just meant that if, if people like whether you're the DM or whether you're a player there is a certain amount of commitment you have to give to the game even if it's just I mean at the bare level just learning the rules right because if right. you don't know the rules a session of Duns- Dungeons and Dragons takes forever oh man uh, and it's not I can't fun. even I can't even tell fun. you how many sessions I had to do to explain rules to people which I definitely feel like as more a DM, than a few of those sessions were with with me and 
some of our friends. Right. Some of our friends because we kept on adding people and then yeah. people well, kept and that on was leaving, rusty so and so added I was more. Like, yeah. That too. And then so Well and obviously feel, there are sometimes when it's cool to recap, but if you're literally recapping right. every single time yeah. people are like, well, yeah. what do I do now? And you're Wait, like, how do well, but this is Dungeons and Dragons. Which you do dice you want. do I roll? Right, um, right. Yeah. Um, Which one's the twenty-sided die? I think that I think that that's that's one thing that I feel like as a DM, I can I can run a newbie game pretty well because I have the patience to do it. But the right. game definitely drags, and I know from experience as a player because Ryan you're running you were running a Storm King's Thunder with a few newbies mm-hmm. as a experienced player playing with newbies that's where it gets really annoying because it's like I, I just I just want to go into this tavern <laughs> and I want to talk to this guy I you yeah, oh, it's, it's all I don't want to ta- like, I don't want to do this yeah. patience for people to get their right. bearings and yeah, and also no, just accept 100%. that some people are never going to want to play the same way you do. It's true. Yeah. That was the biggest oh, thing. That's, that's is that thing. I, there are lovely people that I still think are lovely that I would never try to play Dungeons and Dragons. It's not for everybody. Yeah. 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 I think everybody could find something, but not everybody can be in the, the same, same group. Yeah. Like what you said, like you, you have the role playing part that you are embracing now, whereas like some people just never like I did run one where he like never role played. And I like to play a role play, not heavy, but, you know, Mm. moderate role play um, game. And he just wasn't about it. He was like, yeah, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to kill this person. I'm going to take the loot. (laughs) And then I try and be like, oh, well, hello, how are you doing? And then they're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, no. I'm gonna go upstairs. I'm like, oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, one of That's, my uh, yep. one mm-hmm. of my best friends. Like, I've tried to play campaigns with him, and he's had campaigns with other friends. And he just like, he came to me one day, and he was like, "Yeah, just D and D just isn't for me. Like, I just cannot role play. I cannot get into it." Mm. I'm like, "That's cool, man. You know, at least you tried." Right. And and not only that, I mean, like, you can have a full. <laughs> God, you can have a full party of those murder hobo-y type things mm-hmm. where they don't RP. That's they fun just in go. The zone. They do what Ryan does in Baldur's Gate 3. They just steal things, <laughs> kill people, and yeah. that's it. And that's fine. That's like their you know, playing style, and that's totally sure. cool. But. See, counterpoint with, for Baldur's Gate 3, I, I just try to steal things. I don't ever try to kill people unnecessarily. Uh, all right, all right. Until whatever. you get caught. But what, No, no, no. Then I just reload a save. So. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, Ryan, what did you wish that you would know? Uh, What do you got? I would say going alongside the rules, just the rules themselves. Like, uh, Mm. you know, I I was always interested in wanting to play D&D, but number one, similar to Daniel, I I never knew people who did play. Um, Granted, I think part of that, too, is because 5th edition didn't come out until after, uh, you know, I had graduated from high school and some of these people did start picking it back up and playing. Right. but I, I'd say, like, as far as, like, making a character in general, like, there's a lot of things that make it complicated. And obviously, as an experienced player and DM now, like, it's it's super easy to make a character in literally five minutes if you five really minutes, wanted to. Yeah. It, it's super quick to do. But just getting to the point where you actually understand how easy it is and... and I feel like that's definitely a skill a you have to work curve. on. Learning curve, yeah, for sure. Years. I, yeah. I think, that's I think, something you get better at with practice. I think I think and a big part of it is because, obviously, all the different races, which are now after the next you know, supplemental book, might be going away from the ability scores. But knowing 
what race and class get what. Right. That's a huge part of like just knowing what yeah. you want to do. And what their abilities are too because you have like the changeling that can basically cast alter self at any point. And then you have, you know, um, you can know that half orcs have the unending or what is it? Un- endurance. Um, relentless endurance. Relentless endurance where they come back with one hit point when they get to zero. You know, things like that. It's like, you know, okay, my paladin might be in the front lines, so I'm going to do that. But yeah, no, definitely there's there's definitely a big learning curve with D&D. And I remember, too, like when I first started playing, I didn't know very much at all. I just kind of knew what the DM that I played with for my very first time, what he knew. And he kind of had this like little handout where he's like, here's basic information. There you go. Go ahead and take that. And I kind of read it over and I didn't really care. I just was like, the DM will put, tell me what to do. But, um, like once, once I got out of there and then I moved to Oregon with you guys, Mm -hmm. I like just fell into it. I just started reading everything, watching all the videos, and I just learned that learning curve went into a steep, like, vertical line just went straight into it. So, but, yeah, no, learning those things are... Just takes time, practice, just like anything else. Well, I guess that ties pretty well into my topic I wanted to bring up. I was going to ask you guys how how your very first game of D&D ever went. Yeah, I... mm. I remember it too. You were just you were just touching on it. Why don't you, yeah. you give us that story uh, and I'll give you mine. So I remember I never really knew about Dungeons and Dragons. Like I knew the name of it. I I knew mm. that it was like this fantasy type thing, but I didn't know like how great it was. But anyways, uh my friend said that hey, D&D 5th edition came out. We were going to try and play it. Do you guys want to go? And they had their own group that they were playing a few times. And then I was finally, you know, hey, do you mind if I join? And then the DM at the time, my friend Daniel, he was like, yeah, no, for sure. We can we can add you in. I'll make you whatever you want to do. If you want to do a paladin. I, and I was like, sure, let's let's go mm-hmm. ahead and do a paladin, of course. And my paladin was Anton. He was a Oath of Devotion paladin, uh, paladin and he was the... He was the uh, sword and shield type, and he had protection, so he was able to disadvantage. And at that time, we didn't know what reactions were, so we didn't know that you got one per round. And so I was just giving every single attack disadvantage, so it was just broken. And I, I remember to this day, my D, he, Daniel was just like so frustrated behind the screen because he was like, I can't hit anybody because of Anton. He's just taking all of the hits. That's so, your job. But you, you played your character good. Exactly. And then I remember the first time I got DM inspiration too was like, we went into a shop and I was about to lie to somebody and I started a lie and then I was like, mm. and then I remembered like in the oath, I don't lie or anything, something mm. like that. And I was like, no, I don't think that's what my character would do. And he's like, Hey, that's what we want. DM inspiration. I was like, I did good. And that was really what, yeah, that's really what got me into like the RP side. It was like, Mm. oh, sick. Cause I've always wanted to do acting, but never really got into it. Uh, Never was able to get into it. And there's a good outlet for that. Yeah. D and D is a hundred percent a great outlet. Mm. I mean, especially as the DM, you can act as so many different things. And especially like, that, along with the writing part, making these NPCs that you want to act as, that's really cool. But anyways, yeah, first time ever playing was really cool. Oh, it went really well. Um, 
it did re- it did go really well. I I had a lot of fun. I still have his character sheet here somewhere. Cool. Anton, the I'm, Oath I, of Devotion Paladin. My first character sheet might be buried somewhere, but I'd have to do a lot of digging. In hindsight, my very first game did not go super good, but I had a great time. I was having a, just a blast because I was in mm-hmm. it was probably eighth grade. I was like 13. Oh, yeah. I got in there young and my best friend at the time was like, uh, there was this local card shop, uh, mm. you know, like they sell magic cards, Warhammer, D and D, like the typical, whatever. Right. We had a local card shop yeah. in town. He was like, the owner of the shop is put, is going to run a D and D campaign and we can join if you want in. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but sure. Like we can hang out like whatever. I only know so, half of those words. Yeah, yes. but I'm like, what? Like, fine. You want to do this? We'll hang out. I don't care. And so yeah. we went in like a day or two early and like sat down because we had never played before. But the dude was like, he was a super cool guy. I would go into that card shop all the fucking time and talk with this guy. He ran, yeah. he ran Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments. He That's like cool. had computers for World of Warcraft and shit. Like I knew this guy pretty well. And he like sat us down and was like, okay, here's how you make a character. And my friend is like thinking out this like elaborate backstory for his rogue and like writing in all the stats and i'm like i like i open up the book and i'm like whoa you can play as a dragon i'm a dragon boring (laughs) and uh i look and i'm like i want to use a sword so fighter cool and i just like slapped it together cool we show up the next day and i'm just like like only giving like half effort because i don't give a shit about what's going on but i'm having fun and there's like my friend, me, and like three hardcore, like thirty-year-old oh. players. Oh no! In this group, and I'm just like. And you were eighth grade, so you were what, like fifteen? I was like thirteen. Fifteen, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. No, fifteen is no. like sophomore. No. Got it. All right. It's, I know it's been a long time, but I retract that. <laughs> and they were probably, they were probably like our age, but they looked like they were, were like thirty-five. You were still below half yep. their age and so, <laughs> so and they were like they knew what they were doing right. and this was in we were playing 4.5 i think but Four. like they all uh, knew or 3.5 me i think it was 3.5 yeah yeah they all knew what we're doing we're fucking around i was fucking around he was trying really hard and i remember my very first attack i got a nat 20 heck yeah and everybody at the table hated me for that what they hated <laughs> they were just, you they were just like of course he gets a fucking nat 20 <laughs> like wow this guy dang, <laughs> dang. Um, i remember at one point we uh we must have killed some bandits or something and like some guards came up to check what was going on but one of the bandits had a falchion and i wanted it really bad the problem with falchions though is that they're super tall so, like, the guard comes up, and he's like, hey, what are you up to? And I was holding this thing behind my back with the blade <laughs> sticking up behind yeah. my head, and I was like, nothing. Guys are clean. He's like, did you steal that off the body? I was like, no. What are you not talking at about? All. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look behind you. <laughs> like, nothing there. All the other guys are like, please just drop the falchion. We don't want to, like, make this a big deal. <laughs> so, you didn't want to drop the falchion? Yeah. I, uh, I did not want to, but they could, like, clearly see through the lie. And that's the only thing I remember about that character. I don't even remember his name, but I had a great yeah. time. And then I think we did like one more session and then I stopped going. And yeah, that's how it, that's how it went. 
that was your first time. Yeah. Heck yeah. Right on. So, real quick, before we go on too far, is that how you pronounce Falchion? I thought it was Falchion. I heard, I've always heard it as Falchion. Okay. Maybe anyway, I'm wrong. That's okay. That's really oh, not God important. Exposed. I was just very confused there for a moment because I've definitely always said Falchion, but it's only a word I've ever think I've read. I don't think I've ever right. heard it. Yeah. Um, I've always heard Falchion. But anyway, what was the I just question again? The, oh, the first time I played Dungeons and Dragons. How, how'd your first game go? Well, so, your first session. Truthfully, I was actually just thinking about this the other day. I have very few memories from the first time I played Dungeons and Dragons. Was that were, with us? Because you were 13. No. Okay, no. okay. I was, I think, a senior in high school. Okay. If so I you're remember a correctly, uh, I was trying to flirt with a pretty girl. Oh, okay. All right. Um, who, so your mind was off later, on other things. As it turned out later, was not into guys. So I was just, it was, well, so it was going wrong from the beginning. Barking up but the wrong she was, she was really cool. And <laughs> good. I met her and she invited me to come join her Dungeons and Dragons group because I must have mentioned how I've always wanted to play. Right. Um, and I must have, I wouldn't be surprised, this is a total me move, to have represented myself as being far more knowledgeable of the game because mm. I do read, I probably read through plenty of stuff and I might have watched a couple of videos, but I did not know a rookie mistake. the majority of the rules to Dungeons and Dragons. So I show up, they have like, me make uh, a cleric. You're like, hell yeah, I'm level 20 in all my other campaigns. I like, I realized as, as soon as I started writing down the character sheet, I'm like, I am so fucked. <laughs> Dude, those I things are daunting for sure. I don't know. I don't know fucking shit right now. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, and you so, were in high school at this point. I, I was in high school. I so then uh, you were again. probably playing three point five too. To be fair, I think that at the time I probably read mostly on four point oh. Wait, 4. when were you in high school? Out. Uh, well, I was a senior in high school. That was twenty thirteen. No, I thought D and D five e. Yeah, D&D &D uh, 5e came out in 2014, right? Yeah. Anyways, regardless, well, who cares? I, we weren't e. playing 5e. 4e was what was out, so maybe I have, maybe the years are wrong, or maybe we're confused about sure. when it came out. But we actually weren't playing 4e, because they were snobs, and they wanted to play on the real D&D, so they had me create a the character in 3.5. 3.5, so yep. I had studied on 4, Dang. ended up creating oh, character in 3.5, no. so oh, I no. was like... Super not ready. Oh no! Um, I don't remember anything about the first, the first time we played. I only played that one time. It was in the game shop down the street from our high school. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, so I was a cleric. The only other two characters I remember is there was a monk who I think was kind of supposed to be Batman. Okay. There okay. was a barbarian. That was the girl I think I was into. Nice. And then there was like one other person. And I remember, I think it was probably like some kind of spellcaster because right. they definitely yeah. wanted me to be a cleric because they had no healing. Right. Uh, <laughs> and it was not that fun. We didn't get to do any fun encounters. It was just like the tavern session. The DM and teaching you I how to play. Did, the typical. Well, and it, go back. Like your head was Ouch. not in the right place. Like you weren't putting your I wasn't full ready. focus just, on just this. Straight up, it was, I was not ready. You were more uh, worried about how cool you were going to look in front of this girl to even... Let's be perfectly honest. I did not say I was going to play D&D &D with her because I thought I was cool. Uh, oh, oh but, too good for that. Uh, no, I was... No, no, you didn't know me in high school. Ryan did. I was did not, not cool. Um, <laughs> I was pretty aggressively uncool if I'm going to describe myself. I, I was too. Uh, I did yeah. not have my cool round glasses like I have today. Mm. I wore dorky rectangular glasses. Kind of like hey, what's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah, what's wrong with uh, rectangular glasses, you and, dick? 
And, you know, I was like this little pipsqueak. So, yeah, it wasn't it was not my finest moment. Uh, mm. It did not sell me on the game, uh, but I kept trying. Yeah, right. I really think right. we were in the wrong headspace for, yeah. for this. Well, that really that really comes hey. back to your uh, your point on the what you wish you knew before. Is yeah, again, the, you got to have the right group yep. of people. Yep. That was yep. the wrong group. Yep. Don't play. Um, don't play the game to impress girls because it's not going to work. I mean, unless you want to. Go for it. Especially if they're not into the guys. That won't help. Yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you learned. That's where you went wrong. Yeah. Brian, I want to hear about yours. Yeah, uh, so I, like I said earlier, I, I always wanted to play something like this just because it's the epitome in theory of a ideal perfect game where you can do anything you want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously getting into it you have to have a group of, of friends that you you meet with consistently and i i never really had a group of people i really hung out with even in high school like i hung out with daniel you know all the time when we we're doing shows and doing theater and you know we would do you know shorts and sketches every now and then but i i never personally really in theory left the house that much and to mm. actually go to people's houses uh, except yeah. for like a few cast parties they would have after shows, which is right. always where I would get introduced to different board games and stuff that I've, I've always enjoyed. Like that's where I mm-hmm. was introduced to Munchkin, which is one of my favorite games, which I don't I haven't played that in forever. But still, I hadn't played that game until we played it like at Johnny's old place. And like that game's fun as hell. It's, it's I get great. why it's I get yeah. why it's so popular. Yeah. And how many how many board games do you have right now? I have. Do you have a lot? I have a lot of 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 the what I'd consider real board games. Uh, right. Other than you know, like Monopoly and the classic right, right, stuff. Right, right, right. Well, I don't hey, know if Monopoly. you guys know, but I do have a, I have a collection of antique board games myself. What? what? Nice. Right on. How many of those do you have? Uh, if I count the ones that are essentially mine from my grandparents and stuff, probably like. Oh, you have like seven legit, or eight, like dang. pretty mint. Anti- and when I say antique, I mean either limited run local games or like pre nineteen fifties. Wow, that's, that's cool. cool. I had no idea. That's cool. Ryan, um, so how many games do you have? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Uh, I've seen I, at, at least a you tower. Have like an entire wall. I, I yeah. actually, I just bought uh, the Ghostbusters two board game uh, a couple weeks ago, and I got the Kickstarter version from eBay for a pretty penny, just because I cool. absolutely love the game. Anyways, um, so the the first time I was able to actually start being introduced to D anD D, I had just started dating. My now fiance Sabrina, and uh, we were that dating. That was your first time. We were uh, dating, I think, at three weeks when I came over to pick her up from Johnny's apartment while you guys were finishing right. Death House. Yeah, and so my first, ex- oh, that's right. My that's first, my first experience was, and what sold me on the game was how cool that you know as soon as you guys spoilers alert for Death House, you know you have the the monster at the very end of it I, I won't say it so never mind not spoilers but the monster at the very end of it comes up out of the you know the water and yeah. you know just the cinematic uh mm. you know suspense of you guys trying to escape it as it's breaking through the walls Man, that, that was so that's what sold it tense. to me that was really cool yeah. um and then yeah. of course it ends with like with i think one party member getting sliced in half yeah um, oh my god so they had to do like some uh, they had to do a deck save to get through the very, the very some, like, last Indiana scythe. Jones right. bullshit. We had to jump through. 
Every was, doorway was scythes. Oh my god! And they t- swear the very last one, and the guy had barely any health left. Natural one, and he had advantage because people were helping. Rolled again. Natural one. Who was that? Do, Which character was that? Do you remember? That was uh, Torn. Uh, that was that was Will's oh Will's yeah. character before yeah right 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 just head lopped off he was dead he so, suffered from death house so that was my first experience and and like I said that's that's the part that really sold me on wanting to really get into it because you know the music being crescendos as you guys are running away as you guys right. going through all these traps really awesome um, yeah. however well, oh go on. I was just gonna say I didn't know that was your your yeah. first ever exposure to D and D I didn't either really cool. yeah I didn't know that either. was my yeah. first like real we exposure were there for that yeah and That's i cool. i uh then my first time playing we were going through with you know my new first character gilroy the ranger oh right r.i.p rip spoilers <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh we're going through the caves to retrieve what we found out to later to be the deck of many things and my yeah. my my one of my favorite you know fondest memories was going down the tunnel uh there there's a tunnel that uh, had a dead skeleton in it, and me and mm-hmm. two other characters went into this this hallway to investigate, and we noticed that we were just trapped in this hallway, like we were just walking forever, like we, there was no oh end God, of it. Fuck that hallway! Yeah, the door, the door was just staying in one place, and no matter how far you walked, and, it just continued and, and to we walk away. From and we you. couldn't go back yeah. to the entrance either. So my right. my fondest memory from that first session, because I think that was the first session I played in. That or is the second? I think one. You're probably right. And, it was early, and. Uh, I remember I was the one that was able to solve that puzzle, and I I just remember that fondly. That it was a really cool yeah. moment to be able. I'm to not gonna solve not gonna that. spoil that puzzle, but I want to say that yeah. I hate that hallway. I think it's really great. I think it's well designed. Super right. impressed, man. Fuck that hallway. I also want to say, and I didn't I didn't come up with it. It was it was well, a, hey, it was Minds of Madness. If anybody if anybody wants to get to that, the author. I was gonna give you full credit, but hey, that was a great hallway, man. Fuck that hallway. Yeah. Fuck and like I cannot tell you how stressful death house was for me because like Dude. we had just like made new characters for that thing mm-hmm. and i had just gotten attached to my character and i'm just like please right i was oh like my god please deanna don't deanna fafnar and chaos were the only ones that we're made the only it ones that made it from all the way one through. all the way to the end of rise of tiamat mm-hmm. that dang we started a death house we ended with a dragon god but i was like yeah i had just gotten attached to my monk deanna and I was like, please don't let her die. Please, Dungeon Master, please don't let me kill this <laughs> character. Because I really don't want to build another one. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, yeah. I was playing so safe. Because I really did not want to make another it's hard. It's hard to play safe there, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh you my made it god. Difficult. See, when I first arrived, what had just happened, uh, I think in the session just before. Or maybe it literally just happened right before I got there. But I know that... Uh, you guys Sorry had one of your party members. I don't know what character's name was, but it's being played by other Zach. Uh, and he just got killed by a shadow and was kind oh, of yeah. into a shadow. That was Vixen. So oh, man. that, that Vixen. happened literally right Ripped. before I got there because you guys are all talking yeah. about it. And I remember Zach sitting in the corner, not just doing anything because he's dead. Right. Yeah. Of course, you guys are like level. We kept trying to incorporate that character's ghost, but Johnny wouldn't have anything of it. Yeah. I was going to bring him in, but then it was like, there's. Like I said, that was when I was trying to make that world and it was just all messed up. And Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Talking XP. 
We'll be releasing new episodes every third Tuesday of each month, and we're looking forward to seeing you for our next discussion of games, movies, and D&D. Make sure to level up, and we'll see you next time.